Hey everybody, good afternoon, you're listening to Johnny Secret Stash on Radio Harbor Country, 106.7 FM WRHC out of Three Oaks, Michigan, and 93.5 WRHZ out of Sawyer, Michigan. I'm John Goldman, also sometimes known as Johnny LaSalle. I'm here with co-host Adam Conley. What's up, Adam? Good, how are you? All right, how you doing? How was your week? It's been good. How about this rain? Yeah, it's... I don't know any different now. It's yeah. just, I expect it. Well, it is beautiful and sunny now. It is. Yeah. yeah. Cool. We're recording today on uh, May 30th, but uh, this show's not going to play till June 21st. And who knows what the weather's going to be like then. But uh, just a little uh, highlight of today. Uh, our show is underwritten by Harbor Country Hydroponics for everything you need to grow your own secret stash. And we're going to play some of our favorite songs today. We also have a special guest. And Adam, who is our special guest? We have Justin Belcher from Steel in the Farm. Good All right. Yeah. How's it going? Oh, great. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for coming. All right. Uh, all right. Awesome. Looking forward to talking with you. But uh, first, we're going to check out this song. Uh, it's an uh, awesome tune. First done by Mose Allison. But uh, done awesome here by The Who off their Live at Leeds album. Play on now and play a song originally recorded by Mose Allison, who's really a jazz musician. And I did read something on one of his record covers which said he was a jazz sage. And uh, quite what that means, I don't know. Uh, flavor of chicken. And anyway, we picked up quite a number of his songs. Eyesight to the Blind, which is on the Tommy album, we picked up from him. And also this song, which I think has got to be one of his best. It's one of his own compositions, which he wrote when he was about 40. Teenager. Just a mere teenager, and he called it Young Man Blues. <laughs> Nothing in the world these days I said a young man Ain't got nothing in the world these days Well, you know, in the old days 
When a young man was a strong man, all the people, they stepped back when a young man walked by. Nowadays, it's the old man who's got all the money. And a young man ain't got nothing in the world to say.
All right. That's The Who with Mose Allison, uh, his song, uh, Young Man Blues. That's from their Live at Leeds album. I think it's like 72 or something. That goes way back. Uh, we are happy to have Justin Belcher from Stealing the Farm in the studio with us today. Uh, Stealing the Farm is a LaPorte, Indiana-based band, uh, kind of a jam band, right? I, I don't want to yeah, genreize I mean, you we guys. We kind of like but... to hit all genres, really. But yeah, there's a lot of improving, so we get kind of thrown in there. Cool. How long have you been with uh, Stealing the Farm? I don't even know now. Six, seven years? Oh, yeah. Not the original drummer. No, but, uh, lucky number 13. 13, but you've <laughs> yeah. been there six years. That's, that must have been a pretty tough time for them for the first 12 drummers over that Yeah, you, that they couldn't keep period. on longer than a few months. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we uh, we met Marcus a couple weeks ago, and uh, we were joking about, you know, the whole... Um, uh, Spinal tap. Spinal tap. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, the whole spinal tap thing, you know, with uh, the drummers spontaneously combusting and stuff like that. That is not why the 13 drummers have been in the band, though, right? Nah. <laughs> All right, that's good. Uh, so, uh, where did you, what did you do before that? Were you in another band prior to playing with those guys? Kind of ish. Um, I'm kind of like the virgin of the, the band world. Everyone's been doing it since they've been wee little. I always just watched them my whole life uh-huh. and danced, and they couldn't, like I said, couldn't hold a drummer. I had a drum set at my house. I had a keyboard at my house. I said, Marcus was my best friend way before we played music together. I said, play these Grateful Dead songs. I'm going to fill in the blanks because all my friends are musicians. They come play all my instruments, but I can't play any of the instruments laying around my house. So I put some time in, and finally it all came together. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, what kind of uh, music did you listen to like around the house when you were growing up? Uh, a lot of Grateful Dead, a lot of Fish, a lot of jam band stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, That's what your parents rock. were listening to, your siblings? No, oh, no, 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 not at all. My mom's like, I don't know where you get your taste in music <laughs> at. No, she was a rocker. She's like, you know, Bon Jovi, <laughs> 38 Special, uh-huh, stuff like sure. that. Right. <laughs> Uh, so it was like a, a a protest to your parents' taste in music, perhaps. Um, not even really that, because I still sing all the words to you know all the Bon Jovi songs and everything. Like, <laughs> right, you know, so you know. still know all so, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, just so listening in. I don't know really how I got into the music. I just liked it. I don't know. So did you ever have any formal training in music? No. Nope. All right, so you nope. just picked up the sticks and one beat at a out. time. Yep, yeah. <laughs> just like uh. It was terrible for a long time. Really bad. Really <laughs> bad. But eventually it kind of started sounding better and better. And then, yeah, now I started just looking back music theory and trying to really learn uh-huh. as much as I can about it. And how do you do that? What do you YouTube or YouTube will teach you anything. All right. Yeah. And, and, and I have friends that have college degrees in percussion and stuff. So anytime they come over, I'm like, hey, teach me something new. Teach me something new. Anytime I come across a musician, I'm like, teach me anything about music theory. So I just ask the same questions to ten different people, and one of them, one of them I get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you use a regular drum kit, or do you play any other kinds of percussion instruments? I've got hand drums. I've got my kit, and I do synth drums too, or is incorporated in my kit. So I've been at home trying to reprogram uh, a new one that I just got. I haven't played it live yet because I'm not done programming it. But yeah, I try to play a little bit of a little bit of everything. Yeah. What are you pulling? Out of that, uh, the electronic 
thing. I mean, I, I know you've got like some some like thunder and rain sounds and stuff. Yeah, yeah. This new one actually, I can write phrases and like loop them, and it'll continuously oh, cool. play yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so there's a new one. Yeah, there's a new one. Okay, great, awesome. <laughs> it's kind of like my hand sonic and my chaos later had a baby, and then. That's yeah, my, cool. Right that's on. my new okay. one. Okay, I haven't heard this yet. <laughs> uh, what kind of um, uh, drum do you actually play? You know, what's your my kit is a Gretsch Gretsch Grand Marquis kit. All right, how long have you been playing that? I've had that a few years now. Um, it's not the kit that I started on. I started on a Tama. Um, I have a little Lugwood kit too in the trailer for smaller stages. It's a real tiny kit, but uh, yeah. My Gretsch is my main one. I love that thing so much. Did you uh, grow up in this area? You, or you should endorse them. Endorse? Oh, yeah. yeah. They should They should come at you with some free drums. Oh, Gretsch should endorse yeah. me? <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. Maybe <laughs> it's a little, on the radio now. Like, Zildjian so, cymbals is the best symbol. Yeah. Take custom. Vic Firth sticks. <laughs> breaking them all the time. Please let me get well, some. Well, don't say you break them or they won't endorse you. Yeah. So uh, where did you grow up? Uh, in this area? In the, uh, no, kind of. I grew up in Chesterton, Indiana, just over the border a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, that's pretty close. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. And then uh, the band's primarily based out of LaPorte, right? Is that... Uh, kind of. Michigan to, City identif- area, yeah. yeah. All right. And Marcus is uh, kind of the central... Uh, uh, is he kind of the central management guy for the for the band? I don't know what you would call Marcus. All right. Marcus, uh, I mean, we all, you know, we all have our parts. And as far as management goes, we all manage each other, um, <laughs> you know, which is a tough, tough task. Um, I do a lot of the bookings and stuff. Uh, Marcus, you know, he does all the singing and everything. He's he's the golden voice of the band. Um He's mostly what people come to see, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, I mean, we all we all have our little right, parts. right. You sing too, though, right? I mean, I do harmonies and stuff like that, and backups and stuff. You yeah. get to have a mic in front of you. Yeah, they give, they give me a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Mistakes sometimes, but well, that yeah. must be you know kind of tough too because you know you maybe have the most physical role on stage, you know, being the drummer. Yeah, you and, never get to stop. Yeah. And it's tough to sing and drum. I'm always definitely. kind of amazed <laughs> when drummers are singers too, you know, here uh, bad example Phil Collins, but but look it's at Joe Russo. Yeah, I was just saying, well, yeah. I mean it's a <laughs> bad example cuz I I can't say I've listened to that much Phil Collins to Collins rules. <laughs> but uh, Joe Russo, you know, I mean oh, he's, he's banging he's away. Idol. Yeah, yeah, she's he's pretty idol. good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just think about all the guys that have have made a career out of Grateful Dead covers. You know, you got the whole Dark Star Orchestra that that at one point, probably had more gigs going in a particular year than any other dead players. Absolutely. Uh, and then Joe Russo, you know, he uh, w- he started out, I forgot who he started out with, but I, I've been to a couple of his shows, and he just plays so hard for so long, and he's the drummer, and he's singing. and, and He drives that band, And, for and sure. he's not a fit-looking guy. Like, he's kind of a big guy, you know, so it's always a little surprising that uh, he... Um, is just able to put all that behind, and and he doesn't really take any breaks. No, nope. you know they just go from one song to another. <laughs> it's it's kind of amazing. 
so you guys play mostly around the southwest Michigan, northwest Indiana area, correct? Yeah, for the most part. That's home base. We yeah. try to spread out as far as possible. I mean, we've been out and did a little Colorado tours back and forth with Boulder and Denver and stuff like that. Oh, cool. We've got some people on the East Coast that are waiting for us to get out that way. We're kind of just waiting, finishing the album, focusing on that before we... Uh, Really spread our wings and go fly. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about your album after you get a chance to play your song. Uh, so, when you book band, uh, when you book the band, you know, what do you go? How do you do that? You just call places that you'd like to see yourselves at and and uh, see if they'll bring you in. Or yeah, you know, with the uh, with the social media thing, it makes it so much easier than just calling random places and be like, hey, do you guys have music? Do you hire bands? Blah, blah, blah. You don't even know what the place looks like. You're just going on a name. Now with social media, you can kind of see like other bands that are a little bit a little bit uh, ahead of you maybe and all the venues that they are playing and you can kind of focus on that and try to get you know the next step higher and higher and higher, uh -huh. getting up from just playing the local bars to the actual venues to eventually state theaters and stuff like that. Yeah. What's the biggest venue you guys have played in? Hmm. The biggest venue. Um, you know, I got to say the stage that we're doing for Jamming in the Dunes is a huge stage. That amphitheater on the beach is pretty big. Um, is there any other bigger ones? I don't even know right now, actually. I know there's been some in Denver that uh, smaller stages, but bigger bands that played on. Uh -huh. which was like Melvin Seals played there a week before we were on really? stage. And I'm just like, wow. He's another cover master. Although yeah. he played with Jerry, too, yep. in the Jerry Garcia band. In the Jerry Garcia yeah. band, yep. Yep, my uh, Marcus actually got to play the same organ that Melvin Seals played. Really? Yeah, it was like the house organ <laughs> there, which was cool. pretty oh, cool. awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. All right. And did you get to play anybody's drums? Um... Yeah, somebody's drums. Yeah. <laughs> some, some, somebody, some one of the bands in uh, one of the Denver bands. Yeah, I forget who. When did you guys do that tour? We did that two years ago. Anything like that planned, <clears throat> or that's what you're talking about? Maybe trying to go to the East Coast. Yeah, after we do this album, we're gonna you know regroup and focus. It uh, it costs a little bit to do things like that, so we got to make sure all of our stuff's right. in line and uh. You have to put up the travel costs and and uh, all that. And a little bit, yeah. I mean, you get your money back on the road. Um. Some you gotta make you know. Sometimes you get screwed. Sometimes you don't. Um, most of the times you do not. And uh, you know, when you're just starting out, sometimes you don't get as much as it costs to travel as far as you want to go. Because yeah. hotel costs are insane. You're trying to do four or five plus people feeding every day, yeah. gas mileage to the West Coast is just insane. So, and you gotta be comfortable. You gotta you know be. Well, Right, feel, so you feel good to a degree. Either and, hit a hard and be able to knock out, you know, right. ten shows in twelve days in a pretty close area. You could probably cover all the costs and everything. But I usually sit down with a piece of paper and do all the math on everything and try to try to make sure we at least break even. Yeah. So we were talking um, before the show about uh, summer camp music festival, mm -hmm. and that was just last weekend. Um, I <clears throat> I love that place. I've been there. Last ten years this is the first year that I didn't get there, but uh, it sounds like you had quite the adventure when quite you were there. Quite the experience. It's my fourteenth yeah. year this year, actually. Did you uh, uh, play uh, with any particular band, or uh, did you uh, just have casual? 
No, actually, I got a call Wednesday night. I was just going to go Friday, hang out, have a good time, dance to some good music. I get a call Wednesday from my producer and was like, can you get here Thursday night by 10 o'clock? Because I need you to play with me, three members of Mo and the guitar player to the Big Woo in the VIP lounge, please. Oh, man. Really? (laughs) So I immediately packed and got my butt down there as fast as possible. Yeah. Over there, down there. Yeah. Chillicothe. Chillicothe. Yeah. Yeah. It was absolutely an amazing experience. There was was times where I had to, like, stop. Luckily, I was doing hand percussion, so I could stop. There was times I had to just stop for a minute and just, like, look around be, like, take it all in and be like, I can't even believe this is happening right now. Was this a Redburn show? This was in the VIP lounge tent thing. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was was amazing. What did they call themselves, that that group? It was the Willie Waldman Project. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. That sounds good. Yeah, it was good. All right, so uh, you did that and got to hobnob with uh, some of the other musicians out there? Yeah, yeah. Made some connections uh, with the bass player, Pigeons, playing ping pong. We're good friends oh, yeah. now. And all right. Yeah, made all kinds of connections this weekend, really. It was it was amazing. Did you catch O'Teal on Sunday? Uh, probably the most beautiful set of music I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Awesome. Yes. Adam, we were just talking about O'Teal yeah. and Friends the other day. I mean, he has come so far. Mm-hmm. It's just a blast. Yeah, no, I've I've been on a big OTL kick lately. I mean, been a big fan forever, but the last week it's like, all right, you know. <laughs> uh, I hear you. Uh, well, we are about uh, halfway through the show. Um, wanted to uh, take a break and play some music. First, I want to talk about uh, our show is called Johnny's Secret Stash, and I'm John Goldman, and here with my co-host Adam Conley. Uh, we have special guest Justin Belcher from the Steel and the Farm Band out of Northwest Indiana, you know, LaPorte, uh, Michigan City. You're listening to us on WRHC 106.7 FM and WRHZ 93.5 FM out of Sawyer. Uh, and if you really know your stuff, you can stream us through the RadioHarborCountry.org website. Or catch us after the fact uh, through a podcast on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. We're underwritten by Harbor Country Hydroponics in New Buffalo, Michigan. For everything you need to grow your own secret stash. And Adam, what kind of song do you have for us? I have a government mule song off the the Deep End Volume 1 album. This is a... They had two albums where every song had a different bass player. This was sort of the tribute to Alan Woody, their founding bass player who passed away. Uh, and this is track one off volume one. Uh, it's called Fool's Moon. And this is uh, Jack Bruce of Cream. or Sure, Cream, Jack Bruce. Uh, playing bass and singing on it. And so this is one of my first exposures to The Mule, and they've turned out to be one of my favorite bands. So this, this goes way back. Well, All right. Looking forward to it. Here it comes.
six years time It was six too long Now you were gone Now you were gone I never was sad I never got down I was relieved Cause I was so tired Six years time It was six too long And now you were gone And now you were gone I never was sad I never got down I was relieved Cause I was so tired Six years time It was six too long Okay, and Justin, what song was that? That was a great song. Oh, that song. was called Down Boy by Mo. Yeah, all right. Did, uh, Mo plays at uh, Summer Camp, too. That's like their... They do. They're one of, their the, uh, one of the big main bands. Yeah, they yeah. Elm Freeze, for sure. And uh, so did you get to see their set, too? Or they, I guess they have like a couple sets, three or four sets. Oh, yeah, yeah. They had they, they played, I don't know how many times throughout the weekend. One night was canceled, though, due to lightning and... Severe storm, which oh, I was pretty yeah. sad about. Seems like every year there's like some kind of crazy. One night there's going to be something. Yep, always. A couple of years ago there was just this major raining and it like all collected down at oh. that bottom yes. uh, area by the. I don't even know what it, We had to swim three feet of water oh, to get God, ice cream cone. It's all disgusting and mucky. Yeah. And then it dries up and then it's dusty. Then it's dusty, yep. <laughs> That's always a great My throat though. is still messed up from the dust this year. Were you there all the whole weekend? Oh, yeah, all four days. Did you play any other times except that uh, VIP tent thing with mm, Mo? Nope, that was it. Guys? After that, uh, then I was done. Then I just got to enjoy myself. Yeah. So uh, who are some of your drummer, uh, you know, people that you love who are drummers? Uh, I mean, as we spoke earlier, Joe Russo, he is the man. Yeah. I watched him... Um, on further tour for however many years that band was together, six-ish, I think. Um, and he he did well playing two drummers' parts, being one drummer, which have absolutely amazed me and really uh, really taught me a lot about how to play the drums, really. really. Watching him do different time signatures on, like, King Solomon's Marbles, where, like, I know that song so well with two different drummers, and he just, by himself, and, like, changed it up so much, and I'm just like... As long as it's the same timing, you can make up all the things in between and make it different, but yet it's still the same. And that really clicked in my brain and uh, was a great lesson for me. Probably one of the best lessons, really. And so you try to emulate that as you play? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Try to change things up all the time. You know, our songs are our songs. Are our songs so, yeah, you know, they're, they're the same song. So songs. I try to... I try to do different beats. Some things stay the same all the time because it is what it is. But I try to change things up, especially in our jams, and try different drum beats out and keep it the same timing. And it's different, but yet the same. So, <laughs> yeah, it works. Uh, and with Stealing the Farm, you guys have a lot of your own original songs that you play, right? Yes, yes. 
That's cool. You ever uh, have you written any of the band's songs? Uh, not personally. I have a couple that are like a third of the way done in the books. A couple of them right now uh-huh. I need to finish up. But uh, yeah, I haven't really wrote my first official song. I've helped write songs, but haven't fully wrote my own yet. Yeah. All right. Well, so you guys just uh, recorded an album. We right? did. Yep. So- so take us through that process. Oh, How did that all come crazy about? Crazy process, actually. Um, we actually recorded in, um, like, Jake Sinager from Humphreys McGee, his little personal studio. We got invited to go out there and do a recording, and it started out as doing a... All right, so what do you mean you got invited out there? Like, did, did someone, a producer, say, I really want to produce these guys? Yes, you know? our okay. producer that we have now um, saw us at Browntown last year and was like, I'd really like to record you guys, blah, blah, blah. Let me talk to some people, see if you guys can come out here. And it was a go, and we were just going to do four songs, do a demo just to, like, kind of like get some... EP? Yeah, try to get some gigs put together, like, here, this is what we sound like, blah, blah, blah. And one day I came in... Um, on point with the drums, so we just kept doing drum tracks, and before we knew it, by the end of the day, we had eight drum tracks done, and we were like, well, let's just make a whole album. Like, let's just let's just do it, and uh, kind of expanded from there. Did a few months of recording, flew to L.A. to do it mixed, got it mixed by Tom Petty's engineer. Mm, He's got, got a little time on his hands now. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> And then um, it just got mastered. Um, Bernie Grunman, he did like Michael Jackson Thriller along with hundreds of other platinum winning albums. Um, Pretty excited about it. Now we just have to get it pressed. We would like to get it pressed on vinyl and do vinyl and CD. That's our goal. So uh, the producer that reached out to you guys, is that the one through the... uh, Singer's uh, studio, or is it some through everything? Yeah. yeah, he's through those guys, um, through the people out in LA. He's actually a local. He's just, lives with us. I've he known knows all these guys, and he's been known him for years and years. We see each other at shows. He plays trumpet. He's who, played who on who is this guy? Willie Waldman. Willie he Waldman? plays on okay. you know TLC Waterfalls and Snoop Dogg the Dog Father, and that's how he knows all the LA studio people. And yeah, I mean he just. He knows everybody in the What's music the world. What's the studio in Niles, uh, Jake Sinegar's studio? Now I'll talk about it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, when you went out to uh, California, um, how long of a trip was that? I mean, to, to actually master everything? Like, what what's your... Band, what's the band members' involvement in mastering those tracks? You know, when we went out there, um, yeah, we were just going to get it mixed, and then we saw that beautiful, like, twenty, thirty thousand dollar microphone they have out there, and decided to do recut all of our vocals. So we ended up doing some more overtime paying and redoing stuff that we had already done, but we think the quality is way better. Yeah. So um, three of the four of us made it out there, and. Um, yeah, we we retract a few things, and really we just kind of hung out and watched the guy master at his work, mix us down, and then we would listen to it, and he'd be like, is everything okay? Is there anything you want cut, added, this, that? And and then that was that, yeah. So it's ready to go. You got it ready to um, put on to whatever medium that's going to be put on? It just got finished mastered, yep. Now we just oh, got to wow. press it and everything. All right, so you're going to do vinyl, and... How does that work? Is there like companies around? Another company, to... send it out. Uh-huh. Another payment, of course. Yeah, and, yeah. So uh, you guys are financing this whole thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, we've put quite a bit into it and all of our hearts and souls into it. 
um, and every dollar into it for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're hoping uh, we pay for quality. We're hoping it's going to turn out yeah, I mean, wonderful. Like you've... The uh, the credentials on the album are amazing. We have Jake Sinniger playing on it. We have oh, wow. the our producer, the trumpet player with. He's got three platinum albums. He plays on it. Um, and then our mixers and masters, all of our editors, all that are just top notch in the country. We're going to push it as far as we can, take yeah. it as far as we can go. So we got album art. Is there going to be some kind of cool album art? Yeah, on that's it? the that's our next steps too. We got to uh -huh. work on doing that stuff. And um, yeah, album art is next it's on our list. Be on Spotify and SoundCloud and all that. Yep, we've been talking about that, what we're going to do with the whole um, Spotify and Pandora's and all that. Um, yeah, I imagine we're probably going to do all that, I assume, and just put it out there. When are you thinking? Like late summer, maybe somewhere in there? Yeah, I'm hoping. Hopefully late summer, early fall-ish. Cool. Um, no huge rush. Um, yeah, we don't well. want to put it out there <laughs> too soon and miss a few things. So, you know, this album is 10 years in the making. And so, you know, waiting just a little bit longer uh, wouldn't hurt too much. Right. Yeah, looking forward to it. We want to make sure it's right. Make sure it's right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you've got some very fun and interesting things coming up. Uh, this uh, Brown Town uh, Festival, right? We do. And that will be in two weeks. That'll be... What's that one? That'll be uh, a few... That'll be one week after everybody hears this on the radio. So it's Brown Town. Uh, best friends. They've been doing it for about 10 years now. Um, they're in the Brown... Uh, the band, Chester Brown. Um, real good time, family oriented. Lots of kids running around hula hooping in front of the stage. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. It's like kayaking. Oh, yeah, right on the Tippecanoe River. You get to float on the river and all that good stuff. So, um, you, uh, you know, you started out uh, playing drums without any kind of instruction or anything. You uh, spent a lot of time just trying to figure it out on your own and then went on the internet and kind of figured it out further and I, I i don't know of anybody else who's self-taught like that that's that's pretty amazing thank you thank you uh, my friends that uh have been drumming 20 something years they tell me all the time you should not be able to do the things that you do on a drum set without every day like 10 year plus training i'm like really They're like yeah i don't get it i'm like mm. i just fill in the blanks I yeah just, I think I've heard so much music, you know, and I hear the music come together, and I'm like, oh, well, what's missing? This. I just fill in the pops. So <laughs> I know that we were able to see what you were doing there. But, uh, you just so you're able to um, just kind of expand it around and and uh, um, pull it in and follow the beat a little bit and yeah and go with it. What about timing? I mean, you know, that seems like something that's that comes with training. I had a natural gift for timing. I think just because of listening to music so much and loving music so much, it's just ingrained in here. But you always got to tighten it up. You know, you put the metronome on, you see that you fluctuate a little bit. So you you just train with that for a while, and yeah, you do good. Yeah, that's probably maybe that's like actually the in easiest the thing in the studio. We that. tried the the metronome thing, you know, and I. I just wasn't quite nailing it. I was falling off. And then finally we're like, let's try an experiment just for a second. Turn the metronome off. I'm like, I think I know how fast these songs go. And we all played it together as a unit, played it back, turned the metronome on, and like, it's, it's, right, on, it's right on with it. So 
we 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 did it that way. Yeah. <laughs> so you were talking about um, uh, re recording the vocals when you went out to california yes uh did you originally record everything as if you guys were all playing together live or did you you know record the guitar and then and then play over the guitar or record the drum and then play over the drum we uh we recorded all together as like a sketch scratch track Mm -hmm. kept my drum track as long as it was you know we did we did three times picked the best one kept that drum track and then we would go back, and the bass player would play the bass track, and they would delete his bass track out and leave the guitars and everything. So it sounds like he was playing with the rest of us still, and he would put down his bass track. And then we would take the guitar out, and the guitar would put his track in. And so we did a scratch track and then went back and re-layered everything. How come they do it like that? Is that to just be able to get the um, rhythm of the whole band playing together? That's just... The way it worked really well for us. We mm-hmm. work well as a unit and playing together. A lot of other bands don't do that. A lot of other bands turn the metronome on and the drummer goes in and just lays down his track. Yeah. Then the bass player will come in and lay down his track and then the mixers and everything put it all together. Right. Seems um, like there's a little bit more of a trend to have bands all playing as a unit when they come in. I, and I don't know if that started recently. I know the Beatles used to do that kind of thing. Right, that was right. sort of innovative back then and we feel us playing together looking at each other we hope that that energy goes into the album yeah Uh, we hope the audience can hear that where you're alone in an isolated chamber that energy is not there you're you know count concentrating on that metronome playing your part we're all together we're all bouncing around having a good time just playing with each other Uh, yeah playing off each other yeah and uh getting energy from each other absolutely I hear yeah, you. it's all about that energy build. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, Adam, you're a musician. <laughs> kind of. Uh, <laughs> Some might say. Have you guys had an opportunity to play together? Yeah, we've. Uh, I've got to sit in with <clears throat> stealing five or six times. A good handful probably. of times yeah. now. This kid's yeah. master shredder over here. <laughs> Which, yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll dispute that. But, <laughs> but no, they're, you know, it's always a pleasure to play with them. And we, I think we've. There's a couple of songs we like usually play, but it, it's it's different stuff almost every time. And sometimes, you know, I'm just like, don't make any special arrangements for me. And so I'll be, you know, huddled behind some, <laughs> you know, dumpster somewhere, like looking at my phone, trying to learn something. And, but, you know, it's always, a, you know, they're great. They're great fun to play with. So you were, we were talking during the break about how you transformed yourself from basically a, a uh, an experiencer, somebody who goes to shows and, and really enjoyed the dancing and and uh, just you know feeling the music coming through them, and you transform that into your drumming abilities. Talk about that a little bit. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, the day that I figured out um, to stop thinking so much about playing the drums and just dance with your drums, that's when the whole world opened up, and I was able to do stuff that. I still don't even know how I do it, but I'm like, how did I just do that? <laughs> it was right. It was in time and sounded amazing. So, yeah, I just I just danced behind my kit back there, really. That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I have a blast. Go. Yeah. Uh, you So you talked about this Browntown uh, Festival. What else do you guys have coming up? 
Oh, you know what? Um, this is going to be aired right before our livery show in Benton Harbor. We oh, will be there yeah. July 6th on Saturday. All right. Yeah, that's always a great Nine place. Nine to, to see one, shows. I believe. Yeah, I love the livery. It's a great place. They yeah. have great music there, great beers, great food, great people. Everything about it's great. Yeah, uh, I agree. It's always a great destination and awesome bands booked there. And, mm-hmm. and you know, you guys and. Uh, What's some of the uh, Sibian Family Band plays there a lot? Yep, they're great. um, Slim Gypsy. Slim Gypsy, thank you, Adam. Yeah, uh, those are kind of like almost like the house bands there. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always fun. Then they get the national touring accent too, like Corey Wong and all kinds of wonderful stuff. Yeah, they have. I remember seeing Tab Benoit there a couple years ago. Oh, yeah, nice. That was amazing. Uh, great place, and you know the it sounds good all the time. It does, and you're right. I mean, the the beers are really good, and um, still, and it's one of the originals too. It, uh, it was one of the early uh, venues around here that was kind of like, well, we don't care if we're going to make money or not. We're just going to open this up to being a musical uh, destination, and I think they've done a really good job of that. Right, they did yeah. great. It's a pleasure. Uh, what else? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, <laughs> uh, so you had a livery show. You got the um, Brown Town uh, show coming up. Yep. And you got your album coming out. And, and you're also contemplating an East Coast tour. Yeah, East Coast sounds good because, you know, you can drive a couple hours and be in the next state already. You can cover a lot of ground really quickly on the East Coast. It's so. like Europe. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. <laughs> It's like, oh, I drove six hours and saw three countries. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, really good having you, Justin Belcher, Thank on you the so show. much. It's been Justin a pleasure. Justin Belcher yeah, from Steel on the Farm. And uh, this is Johnny Secret Stash. I'm John Goldman. I'm Adam. Adam? Adam what? Adam, Adam Conley? Oh, All right. I have last Adam Conley, yeah. All right. That's my last name. <laughs> Uh, We're underwritten by Harbor Country Hydroponics out of uh, New Buffalo, Michigan. And uh, go there for everything you need to grow your own secret stash. It's all happening right now. This is uh, Radio Harbor Country, 106.7 WRHC and 93.5 WRHC out of Three Oaks, Michigan and Sawyer, Michigan, respectively. And you can always stream us through uh, RadioHarborCountry.org, and our show has a podcast. It's uh, Johnny's Secret Stash. It's on Podbean, but we're working on getting it onto iTunes and uh, you know some of the other apps that you have on your phone to be able to listen to podcasts. I'm uh, going to close this out tonight with a fish song. This is Ghost. Um, enjoy, everybody. Good night, and we'll see you next week.
Was left unhooked. 